Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 2017 at AAA at 31 homers. That's drilled left field. That one way back there. Look out, Wayland. And that is crushed wisdom. Another homer. Two yesterday and one here tonight. The incident in the back portion of the bleachers, and it is 2 nothing. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for the Cub Podcast, and with me is Sam Fells from Deadspin. Sam, how are you? I am well, sir. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Happy to have you. And, as always, support for the Pointless Exercise Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. That, that sentence never makes any sense to me. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code POINTLESS20 at manscaped.com. Now, if you've memorized the code from the earlier podcast where it was just pointless, you have to add the 20. Uh, because somebody yeah. apparently put our code on one of those free code sites. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me a new we, You've been hacked. Yes, we've been hacked. And, and uh, when referring to a product that deals with that area, the last thing you want to hear is hacked. That is exactly right. So, so pointless 20, people. Pointless 20. You get 20% off your whatever you buy. And uh, free worldwide shipping. So even if you, uh, even if you move to Guam... You don't have to pay to have your nut trimmer shipped. You can still you can still be aerodynamic and cool. Temperature. So, so Sam, the la- I looked this up. The last time we did this podcast, it was you and me and Kyle. Yes, it was. It was the twelfth of May. How many times do you think the Cubs have lost since oh. we last did a podcast? Twelfth of May. So that is, my goodness, uh, twenty-one days ago. Three weeks exactly. Yes. Yes. Is that right? Um, can you can you give me a hint and tell me how many games they've played? They've played, including today, they've played nineteen times. Nineteen games. Uh, I would say they have lost three games. Oh, you actually shot one. They've they've lost four times. They are four. fifteen and four. Fifteen and four. Yeah, they lost the night we did the podcast. Uh, uh, that long extra inning game in Cleveland where no one would score. Right. And uh, which is the only kind of game you can play in Cleveland. And then they got hotter than hell, and they're clearly the best team in baseball. 
in uh, in the words of famous Cubs lore, they got hotter than shit. They did. They did get hotter than shit. Uh, yes, uh, exciting times. I wrote I wrote about the Cubs yesterday on Deadspin and how they very well may be a live action major league the movie team. Yep. They seem to be uniting around the fact that their front office and ownership wants them to lose. Um, and they are not. And the conclusion I came to is that the argument you can't make about them as a soft schedule because the National League as a whole, save three teams, is a soft schedule. Is a soft schedule. If you are not playing one of the three top teams of the NL West, chances are you're playing a team that sucks. And that includes the Atlanta Braves at the moment. Yeah, they're not. They're below 500. They're below 500. Uh, so, yeah, I it's... Uh, it is not a place I thought we would find ourselves talking about, but here we are, and I have to admit, uh, I'm a little bit intrigued. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, there's some air. There's definitely some air in this recent hot streak, but we'll get to that. Um, I don't know how much I trust this rotation. There is still a... a uh, Sell-by date on Adbert Azalai this year, I would think. And that will be a problem. Mm -hmm. But I am really quite curious to see what they will do in six weeks or two months' time, just about, if they're still in this spot. I do not think they have the guts or the balls to trade any of their big pieces if they're in first place. And now with Flaherty and Michaelis... On the DL for or the IL, sorry, for a long time. I don't. It would be hard for them to not be in first place, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they've you, they've played uh, the Padres and, and Dodgers six times. Yeah, they won them six all. Six and zero. Oh. They've played the Mets three times, and they won them all. Well, I'm if you're. Playing the Mets and it's not Jacob Degrom, is that really all that hard? Well, the Mets were first place. I mean, I know they're over five hundred, but no. I think the reason people bring that up is those are three. If the play, you know, the, if the playoffs started today, well, yeah, those and everyone are would be surprised. The playoff teams would be <laughs> the uh, the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Cubs, and, and Mets. Mets, and the yes, Cubs have yet to lose to any of those teams. So they clearly will sweep their way through the playoffs, just like they did in 2015 when they made it to the NLCS and they played the Mets, who they had beaten six times without a loss in the regular season. And that's why I they think it swept was seven, actually. Seven. That's why they, they swept a four game. That's why they swept them and went to the world. Oh, that's right. They, <laughs> right. They didn't. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, uh, yeah, so I, 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 I think I, there I, is. I'm curious how you feel about Now, you weren't as cynical and angry and downright dejected as I was, but that doesn't mean you thought this team was any good. Well, I was, I was getting ready and I'm still, I still girded up my loins to get angry. Okay. Um, part of me has been, I've, I've watched this season from the very beginning with the idea that I'm getting myself ready for the fact that this is the last time we're going to see Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez. Yeah. 
So part of me is like just trying to watch those guys and enjoy that as much as you can. It's very difficult with that, you know, the expiration date hanging over the head, which could come, it might come in uh, November or December, or it might come in July. It might, although it's looking less and less likely. Yeah, so I have enjoyed, the other thing is, I hate the Ricketts family so much that I really enjoy the fact that they're being put in this position now where if they want to do the thing they really want to do, they you put exactly right, they don't have the balls to do it. They just won't. They just won't do it. I mean, I could see a scenario where they do it and then never step foot in the state of Illinois again. <laughs> like they will. I mean, we've already seen them hide. We know they can. Like they like before the pandemic. Like he wouldn't speak at CubsCon, yep. which I mean, honestly, not speaking at CubsCon actually sounds like a great decision. But um, that's the only scenario I can see that they they would just run for Omaha, Nebraska, and never come back. Um, I th- I think it it's hard to say what will happen because if the Cubs are in first place, then we will do more shows between now and then. So so we probably shouldn't waste all the bullets now. But thinking about it, like if if July thirty first rolls around and they're in first place, and maybe even comfortably in first place, I mean it's not hard to envision a scenario that without Flaherty and without Michaelis, the Cardinals just kind of hover around five hundred because they're not very good. Yeah, and especially since every year, I mean, Yachty has a um, something falls off of Yachty in August right. every season, and the same thing will happen to Adam Wainwright. And those two guys are not terribly good, but they're better than what they're going to get replaced with, and yes. they'll be even worse after that. So it's not even that hard without the Cubs even playing that well. I mean, let's face it, the Cubs are not going to win nine out of every ten games the rest of the way. They're not. No, I hate to break it to you. Hey, the, this Cub franchise has won 116 games in a season before, and that team, they have. as far as I know, did not have Patrick Wisdom on it. So, they did not. <laughs> it did not. This um, be a piece so of it's cake. not. It's not that hard to envision a scenario where come near the trade deadline, they're not just in first, but they're in first by three or five games. And right. so Which I becomes, wonder. It's not just hey, let's not sell these guys. It's who are you going to add to this team? Now? Well, that's a separate discussion. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but well, I, I know the answer to that. And it's I know the depressing. answer to that too. But uh, if if you can't if they can't trade any of these guys because they're they're in the they're in the division lead and they got to finish the season with them. Well, to me, that sort of would have to change whatever trajectory they have in their minds because you, you could let them all walk. But if you're saying, well, we're starting over, well, you don't have no. the prospects you thought you were going to get for one or two or all three of them. You can't really start over. Like you, Not only would you have to then be bad for years to get draft picks, you, you'd have to make up for the ground you lost by the prospects you didn't get. Right. So that's the, so that's the, so, big, the big fear with them being good right now is that all it means is that they, that the, they don't, they don't sell anybody off at the trade deadline. Right. They do one of their quick U-turns in the playoffs. And then Which in the offseason, all the guys they were going to trade, they just go, hey, thanks, that was fun. So you didn't, get, you didn't get a prolonged playoff run, and now you're that much farther behind trying to rebuild. That would be, that's like right. the, that's the, that's the one, like, that's the one bad scenario if they continue to win. 
and it's and it's also the most likely. Um, but you, if you're if you're saying, all right, well, we can't we can't really just start over. We got to bring back a couple of these guys. I mean, yeah. We just don't have anyone to play there, honestly. And yeah, because here's the thing: to- if you let, so if you let Chris Bryant leave. Then Chris Bryant next year doesn't get to fill in at every position where you have an injury, which is what he does right, <laughs> right. now. Which is what he does right now. You don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt. You just play Chris Bryant there, and it's, everything's magically fine. Well, then if when he's playing for the Dodgers next year, I don't think they're going to loan him to the Cubs so he can fill in when Rizzo's back <laughs> tightens up again, or yeah. if it's not even Rizzo, if it's Patrick Wisdom's back tightens up. <laughs> um, so it's. I mean, they've become kind of a fascinating study. Yeah, it's chaos. And which is, it's absolutely which is chaos. Now, they, someone can make the argument, hey, wait a minute. If they get to the playoffs, whatever, and they want to bring these guys back, and like, well, wait a minute now. Brennan Davis already looks like he's on a trajectory to be up in 2022. You know, they, I'd like to think they think Braylon Marquez will be around as a lie. Well, Braylon, he's got to throw a pitch in 2021 at some point. He does, but... Because otherwise you're going to end up in the same boat you're in with Edbert right now, which is... Right. You bring him up next year and he's got 48 innings in his arm. (laughs) Right. And you're like, oh, all right, see you next year, Braylon. That was fun. But but someone can make the argument, well, wait a minute. We can pay all these guys and start filling in the spots with cheap talent that can actually play, not Eric Sogard. So on on Jed's magic whiteboard, he uh-huh. could now he could actually could he could actually take the Chris Bryant magnet that he long ago threw away and he can actually put right. it back on the board and yep. he put Rizzo and Javi and Wilson in and then he can look at all these other positions plus most of our rotation and our bullpen our guys we're not paying squat where right Nico Horner at second base yeah you got a Horner at second um, you know you got to have Eric Solgard. He can't have a team with him, so he's running around somewhere. Got to be fair to Holly, dude. <sighs> yeah. Um, but no, you could do I mean, obviously, you have the Albatross and Wright. You have to pay that no matter what for two years yeah. after this. I mean, here's here's how sad it's gotten with Jason Hayward. Him and Jake Marisnik are both on the injured list. And any Cub fan with any sense is like, when is Marisnik coming back? <laughs> right. And doesn't even ask the question about Hayward. It's no, like, all right, you mean the guy care. who... The guy who can't, who still can't hit, and who now is finally, you know, he also is covering a much smaller area of right field that he used to, and so the one big strength he had is now just kind of helpful instead of super helpful. Well, let me let me put this to you: What are the odds that you, at some point in 2022 your outfield would actually be Hayward and left, Davis and center, and happen right? Or flip Happen Davis. You know, you put Davis and Wright. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the only way that – I can't imagine Ian Happ is a – even with a diminished range of Jason Hayward, I can't imagine that Ian Happ is a plus field is, – is a better fielder <laughs> than him in right field. Maybe maybe Brandon Davis is. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. I yeah, if know. he's moving to left, it's not because um, the guy who couldn't hack it at second base is suddenly right. becoming – we're getting way I mean this team you know like still, doing next year we're doing next year's podcast right I'm just I'm just talking about like what how will their outlook change if they cannot 
sell off any of the pieces. They absolutely they just can't. Well, my guess is de- depressingly, they that mag the Chris Bryant magnet never makes it out of the garbage can. Right. What they look at it as okay. The 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 cheap pitching that Theo promised us has finally arrived. So we actually and the other thing I think they're really banking on, and I think they're probably going to be right, is that even though Javi would never have been worth the Francisco Lindor contract, because honestly, Francisco Lindor is never going to be close to being worth his own contract. <laughs> right. I have a feeling when the new CBA is finally done after however many months of strike next year, I have a feeling those don't exist. There's some kind well, of, there's something that limits that market. Now, obviously, Javi is still going to get a shitload of money, but it's yeah. not going to be the kind of shitload that he would have, that he's thinking it's going to be right now. Well, that's the that's the thing. The other aspect of that is that we don't even know if there's going to be a 2022 season. I would bet a lot of money that I don't have that <laughs> yeah. there is there is no spring training in February and March, and there is no there certainly right. is no we, April baseball season next year. They're going to be um, they're going to be a lot of cameras in front of hotel. I don't even know if you can do a hotel ballrooms in the aftermath of a pandemic, but somewhere <laughs> there will be groups of people of of baseball players in poorly fitting suits and um, and golf shirts yeah. and uh, standing out in front yelling about how unfair everyone's being to them and the yeah, owners doing the same I, thing and the and the players are right and the owners aren't right and I mean I'm you know if it again we're getting way ahead of ourselves but you know the the complaint the previous two seasons was well we can't we got to get under the salary luxury tax you know we can't pay this again we have to get under the luxury as long as we're under the luxury tax we're fine. Well, if the luxury tax is, is raised to what it should be, say it's raised to $250 million, $260 million, $280 million, you know, and, then, and you can have your $230 million payroll without any penalties, that was, that was their story then. Yeah. Um, and if their I'm story is going to be instead, well, we, can't, we would love to spend that, but we can't because we lost all this revenue in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They're not alone in that. So they would be competing with 29 other teams with the same thing. So it should mean that the market means you're the Cubs. You should be spending more than pretty much everybody else, regardless. Yep. You don't get to use that excuse because nobody has. It's not like you were the only. The pandemic didn't just happen, you know, in the, <laughs> to the, in the north half of Chicago. Right. So everybody had to deal with it. In fact, you guys are probably able to weather it better than most. So shut up. You have to. There isn't. There aren't like four teams out there. Maybe Steve Cohen is running around throwing money around. Although uh, he'll, I have a feeling he'll be indicted for something before that. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm curious about because the CBA ends in December, and we know free agency begins in November. And I, I would imagine most teams are like, well, we're not going to do anything until we know they haven't been signing guys in November. The last three right. years, so we're not going to do anything with it until we know what the CBA looks like and what the system is. But like the Dodgers or the Mets, who just won't care, whatever the new CBA is, isn't going to matter to them. They could just be like, "Hey, we can jump in now yeah. and get whoever and whatever we want," and that'll be that. Like we we can sign Scherzer and Bryant because no one's even bidding against us. And you yeah, know, and, then, it could, and it could be that Boris looks at it and goes. Honestly, this is the year to go in November, right? <laughs> because we let's go when everybody, when nobody knows how much money 
they could spend. If somebody wants to throw us a bunch of money, take it right now. It might be the best deal it, you ever get. Right. We, we, we may not get another look at this. So, Which also would, would make you think that, you know what, if you wanted to get these guys at maybe a slightly lower number on an extension, you, you probably could do it. Because... You mean now or later? Right now. Right now. You could See, probably... I, I think they... The, to me, the tell... I honestly think the Cubs, the Rick, the you know the Omaha Hillbillies, the garbage family that owns the Cubs, however you want to yes. call them, they do want to sign Anthony Rizzo. I think he's like the, um, he's the, he's not he's in some ways he's the safest bet because um, he can he would command less money than Bryant and Baez just because of the position he plays in his age. Fans love him rightly. Right. Um, he wants to stay. There's all these factors, and they apparently haven't come close. Yeah. So it makes <laughs> me feel like the Cubs and his agent are dealing on a different set of facts. The Cubs are like, we're not offering you this much money right now because we have a hunch that when you're when you're actually out on the market, this money is not available to you from anybody. And why should right. we give it to you right now for next year when in our little collusion meetings <laughs> – we know you're not going to be able to get that much money. So we're not going to give yeah. it to you. Here's what we think I'm, you can get. Now, if you want to take it now, you can have it. But this money that you think right. you're owed based on the current market is not what the market is going to be in February, March, June, whenever the hell free agency really is. Whenever the hell free agency is actually. They're banking on the fact that that money's not, you're not going to get it from anybody. And since you want to play for us, we're going to, we're still going to have the highest offer for you, but it's going to be then. But it's going to be less. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I think I mean, that's I, what. Who knows though with them? But who knows? Maybe I'm giving them way too much credit. Maybe it's just. Oh, I don't know. You know. I don't think they know. We haven't been able to sell any hotel rooms, so <laughs> we can't sign Anthony. Can we play I don't for think, free? Right. I mean, I don't think they have any idea. I don't think they thought this was coming. Now let's let's wheel it back. We're getting way out of ourselves. Yeah. So here here we have. The team on the field in front of us. And I, I can tell you're itching to talk about Patrick Wisdom. You brought him up twice. I love Patrick. You, you, got, you, you got to know. You got to know. So get it out. Just get it out. Um, no, he's, it's funny, though. He was a player who when they um, they brought a good him. Good story. They stashed him in South Bend last year. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's funny. I For some reason, when they signed him, you know, it was one of those. He was just a. He had been cast away by the Rangers of all teams. And I remember thinking, he was kind of good with the Cardinals. Well, apparently I must have seen like every Patrick Wisdom game ever because he only played 32 games for the Cardinals. But he was right. but he was good. He didn't make that up. Um, and I just remember thinking, that, that's kind of a... Well, actually, most of it was, wouldn't it be great if it turns out he's actually good and the Cardinals just have to choke on it? So I'm still riding that... Um, the other thing we've got going for us is that the Cardinals now have a recent track record of just letting guys go who turn out to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, instead of paying Paul Goldschmidt $28 million a year, whatever it is, they could be paying Luke Voigt like $3 million. Right. Luke led all of baseball in home runs last year with the Yankees. Yeah. If they, they, traded, they traded Randy Arazarena to... Right. And he... He had this ridiculous run through the playoffs, which was even more ridiculous when I looked up his stats last night. I forgot he had 10 home runs in the playoffs. Yes. 
He was the ALCS MVP. If they had, if the Rays had won the World Series, he would have been the World Series MVP. And then there's this slappy in, in Texas, Adolis Garcia, who they, they just he went he he left he went to Japan and when he came back from Japan, they basically told the Rangers, "Do you want him?" And he leads <laughs> he leads all of the major leagues in home runs right now. So why Don't not Tommy Pham? No, Tommy is busy um, disparaging Koreans in the dugout because he couldn't understand well, what I got it in Korean was today and right. ran into the shortstop and knocked both of them out of the game. Um, and the Cubs didn't manage to score. So I was like, now that this is the Cubs team I remember. But then they went ahead and scored five more runs anyway. It was kind of an optical anyway. illusion, though. Right. It looked they like he had the- caught it, and he very quickly got before he crumpled to his death in the outfield. He did get the ball back in, which made all of my think feel like he caught it, he got hit, he threw it in, and now he's going to die in the grass. You are supposed to you are supposed to check the umpire. Well, but Deshays talked about it in a later inning and said that the umpire was also confused and didn't make any kind of call until the ball was coming back in from the outfield. Okay. See, I had like he it saw mute. it and um must have seen, I, must have seen him like scoop the ball up to throw it in. Deshaies said it right. wasn't until then that he actually gave the safe sign. So the runners were basically screwed. Screw, they were screwed. Yeah, fair enough. So well, it seemed like a very well, it seemed like a very Cubs Padres moment, but neither one of these teams is adhering to strict Cubs Padres um, traditions. So, I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great if Patrick Wisdom was just one of these guys who comes up and he hits for three months for no reason, for just no reason because. Because it's rare that the Cubs get that guy. I mean, Michael Hoffpower works, but like Michael Hoffpower was also displacing Derek Lee. It was like, what are, what are we doing here? No, the, team, know, the it, team that gets those guys are the Cardinals. Yeah. That's why I so want this to, be, to, happen, to happen against them instead of for them. I mean, he's got... You know, a couple years in the minors where he hit well. He hit 31 homers twice in the minors. Yeah. The one um, thing he does is he strikes out a lot. Oh, he strikes out a ton. A third of his minor league bats he struck out in the minors. But in a in a week or two's time, it's, I mean, you're not even going to care. Mm-mm. You know, he, he's not going to be here. No, because really he's simply holding down the spot of the previous saver of the season, the great Matt Duffy. Matt, right. Think how, thought was, think when Matt Duffy comes back. Now you've got you'll have Matt Duffy, and you'll have Patrick Wisdom, and you'll have Sergio Alcantara. Which one is he? Is he Alcantara or Alcantara? I don't know. I don't know. Um, he's already got a triple and two doubles in three days. I mean, it's just it's going to be ridiculous. Poor Ross isn't going to know. He's not going to be able to put a lineup together because he's just going to be paralyzed by. Well, who do I well, leave out? I feel like I have to eat some crow here which you know I love doing. Mm-hmm. Because the last time we did this, I described David Ross as a non-entity. <laughs> which didn't mean I thought he was a bad manager. I just didn't think he had any effect whatsoever. But, you know, it it does look like that most of the team has begun to change their approach a little. Mm-hmm. They are making more contact. And they do... Not all of them are completely helpless against... Good fastballs anymore. Still kind of helpless. Um, so, you know, maybe it took a month or two to really register. I don't know. But if this continues, he will be due more credit than I gave him. Now, what I said about him was that 
of the things you ask of a manager, he does some of them. His 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 players love him, and they play hard for him. Yep. And I wouldn't I wouldn't even say the Cubs play that stupid. You know, they 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 play pretty clean. I mean, Javi is doing whatever it is he's doing, but no one's gonna ma- you know no one's gonna get that out of him. You don't like his his interpretive dance version of shortstop where he already has twelve <laughs> right. errors. So, and that, that's why I kind of described him as just a, a middle, a zero, in that he, he does those things. I think he does those things well. He commands respect. His players play hard. They, they seem to be tuned in. They're not actively dumb. I just didn't think he was terribly innovative, and I didn't think he'd gotten them to change the things they needed to change. Now, maybe he has. I still don't think he's terribly innovative. You know, the bullpen's pretty standard usage at this point. Yeah, well, and right now... But at this unless point, it pitch, doesn't matter. Unless you pitch your boy, Dylan, um, or Rex hey, and even he's got more good outings than bad at this well, point. Well, you could see what they thought of him. He pitched twice in 20 days, and he was perfectly yeah. healthy. No, I know what they think of him. It was because they were one-run games, and they're like, oh, no, no, not Dylan. This is not a Dylan <laughs> Maples moment. Right. But, yeah, right now, you or I could manage that bullpen because it doesn't matter. You just go pick a guy, and he comes in, no, as, and he doesn't as give my... up a run. As my close friend Andrew Sieslek would say, no matter who they bring in, he's throwing piss ropes, <laughs> and they get guys out. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to last, and I don't know if it's all smoke and mirrors, but like I put it out on Twitter today. You and I have sat here for two years mm-hmm. on this podcast, and longer than that in the comfort of our own homes, wailing about how every other team can just find some corn-fed mule out yep. of minor league baseball to come in and get people out, and they just roll in the next guy. Why can't the Cubs do that? And here I am, not even paying attention. And you know what? They might have done it. Yeah. <laughs> they might actually fashion a bullpen out of gum and paper clips like you're supposed to. And fair play to them, I guess. I mean, so, I you know, I don't know how much I trust it yet, but so it's working. Sahadev wrote another of his um, love letters to the Pitch Lab um, <laughs> last week. And wrote on it about how it's paying early dividends. And then I, wrote, I, I in my typical, said, oh, I'm, it's good to see that 10 years is early dividends. <laughs> right. But John Greenberg, of all people, corrected me and said, well, it's really only year three of the pitch lab. That's true. And I'm like, ah, fuck. I still uh, want to know why they can't um, paint a strike zone on the back wall of the pitch lab, though. Right. They do walk a lot of people. Yes. And, at and some that's point, going that's, to be a problem. Yes. Um. um and actually, one of the ways they've kind of countered that is with the, um, you know, they, other than Hendricks, they really don't let any starting pitcher push it too far. And I think part of that is they don't really have anybody that comes out of the bullpen that they want, that they feel comfortable with inheriting a mess. No. Because they're going to make their own mess and then pitch their way out of it. <laughs> right. So other than, the, other than the Trevor Williams starts... Where yeah, all of a sudden the third inning he's and he has to be he has to be removed. Um, I think there's another reason why. I mean, obviously they're they're shortening Adbert most of the time just to save his innings. Uh-huh. Um, they're deathly afraid of letting Zach Davies face anybody for the third time, which is well, it should be yes. Um, Jake is. Um, I tweeted out after during his last start. To me, this is not. This isn't Jake Arrieta. This is some other guy with a beard. Like I've emotionally disconnected myself from him because yeah, I always want to remember badass Jake. Who this I like. guy 
who is not a husk of his can't... former self. He's just a kind of a useful starting pitcher. Not even some really. days he's, not he's an asshole. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an anti-vax. And the thing is, he, I mean, the Jake Arrieta we love was, was was an asshole. It was just hidden. Yeah. Um, I think they they the, all the coaches and players on the bench when Jake is pitching should have needles <laughs> and tell him if he gets pulled, you know, before the seven. Yeah. You know, this is what's waiting for you. We we, we have all these needles. Um. Well, the one thing I want to see some some enterprising reporter come up with is, mm-hmm. so there's, a, the their tier one employee group is about 50 people. Yeah. So we know Sogard and Jake are not vaccinated because they love to brag about how they love herd immunity is their, is their friend. Yeah. So there, ha- there's, there has to be, what, six other guys. By the way, Patrick Wisdom, a 556 BABIP. I don't know if that's sustainable. Oh, it's just because he hits the ball so hard. He tore, the, glo- he tore the glove ball. off of somebody last night. <laughs> right. Um, but the BABIP, that doesn't include his uh, home runs. It does not include his home runs. It does not, yeah. Um, I want to know who the other six are. Those are the people we, I, I want to start shaming them. We already know it's Sogard and Jake. I want to know who the other six are that aren't vaccinated. <laughs> Uh, I believe Dan Winkler is one, is he not? I would believe it. I would um, guess they all have something in common. They all look like they um, w- took a field trip to D.C. in January. <laughs> yes. Like, well, I don't know. I would just, I'm just like pretty he... sure David Bodie is one of them. I'm just, it's just a hunch. Sogard looks like the type who would, like, talk about how much he wanted to, but is too much of a, too much of a coward to actually have... Stood up for what he believes in. Uh, we had a that was the day my water softer salt got delivered. <laughs> right? Yeah, I just couldn't. I just couldn't always, get away. I been there, guys. Yeah, I totally would have been there. Yeah, sorry, I would. I would have taken that bullet for that <laughs> airhead blonde or whatever. I would have done that. I totally would have. He's like, uh, yeah, he's the Q-pilled hold me back guy. Um. Yeah, so- I. I mean. I was going through, you know, they've got this tough little stretch now. San Francisco has played very well. I don't, I don't think they're this good, but they're clearly competent and, and more Padres. And then the Dodgers are waiting there. But then that's it for, like, the Padres and Dodgers. They won't see the Padres and Dodgers nope. again. Yeah, the, this whole, the make it or break it June, I don't want to say they've already made it irrelevant by going 15. Well, they could still spit it up. Yeah, but that they really they really have to just completely bomb in June because then the schedule softens back up because it has to because there's only four good teams in the whole league. Maybe we don't even really know if the Cubs are good or the Giants. Yeah, I think they might be, but uh, the, not Gi- sure. the, the Giants to me, I watch. I like um, I like Dwayne Kuyper and Mike Kruko. So they're they're the best. When Cub games end, I tend to flip that on while I'm doing other stuff. And so I've seen more Giants games than any team other than the Cubs. And honestly, I don't know how they ever score a run. I don't either. But well, they do. Buster has something to do with it. Yes. Yeah, Buster's having a great year. Uh, Evan Longoria somehow showed up for the season. Um, they but they're like they 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 made a May trade for Mike Tuckman. The reason you could trade for Mike Talkman in May is because the Yankees are like, yeah, our offense sucks, but you can have Talkman. Right. <laughs> you could you could take him. I don't know how they do it, but they do. I mean, then they score um, 
They scored 19 runs against the Reds in a game this year, I think. Um, well, what does that mean, really? Yeah. But they're very... It'll be interesting to watch them play the Cubs. They're um, So, <clears throat> the Cubs have, by far, a more top-heavy roster. You know, the Cubs mm-hmm. have bona fide guys you've heard of and whatever. Um, <clears throat> and so, one of the things about... Everybody kept talking, well, they've, it's amazing how they've navigated through all these injuries. It's like, well, part of the reason they have is because most of the guys who got hurt aren't any good. But Rizzo got hurt for a few games. Right. He's the one guy they lost He's during the one that stretch. Guy. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, when's he going to be back? Everybody else was like, eh. I mean, right. if you squinted... Watch what happens if Bryant misses three weeks. Yes. Then then, then we'll, yes. we'll see what... And Javi, too, because even with the wild swings and whatever, he's he's one RBI off the National League lead. So he clearly, for just clearly enough power he's to make it all okay. Some, he's scoring points for the Cubs, which is what they yep. Um And then... Well, I would put Kimbrell on that list because he's been amazing. Yeah. But I kind of think that even if they're in it in July, they're going to talk to teams about him, thinking that, hey, we, we, got could, we, guys could, to cover. we could pitch lab our way to, a, to fill in a closer, and maybe that's how they split the baby. Like, all right, we're going to keep the three hitters. We're going to flip Kimbrell. He's our oldest. You know, he's, he'll be by far the most in-demand reliever on the market. We're going to train the American League for somebody. Um, and then we're just going to figure out the ninth inning with our own guys. You know... I'm not saying it's smart. I'm saying I could see them talking themselves The into thing it. is, I'm not saying it's dumb either. You know, they would have to find one or maybe two more guys out of the pitch lab for me to think well, that's I think, plausible. I think it would be much more realistic if... Rowanwick were healthy and actually pitching. Yeah, is he did he die? He's uh yes, he died. He died. Well you can only have one healthy wick at a time and right you now, can only have right one now it's wick. Brad. It's Brad's turn. Right. If, he, but if Rowan Wick were to come back healthy and be Rowan Wick from two years ago and maybe you find one more guy. Just one more guy we like, hey, we we like this guy in the sixth or seventh, we think he can get Well, you know, Burl out. Calloway hasn't allowed a hit yet in the minors. He's also I'm not he's also walked 14 guys in 10 innings. But still Hey, they they like that apparently. Yes. Like that that's their thing. Yep. Um you know, or that's, you know, if Bray, if Braylon Marquez were right. to come up for air and put a, put together just enough good innings. Well, and at some point we get our buddy Justin Steele back. Right, Justin who is, Steele. I think is actually his hamstring injury as stupid as it was caused by him running. Um Yep. It was honestly that's not the worst thing in the world, because he's only got so many innings this year anyway, and he's right. not using them right now, and it's not bothering them, so he'll have more bullets for later. Yeah, I mean, if someone were to knock your socks off with an offer for Kimbrel, you're still talking about a guy who throws sixty pitches a week. Yeah, um, as, as as good as those sixty pitches have been this year. And they have, you know, that's the kind of thing you, you you probably should be able to get around. I mean, it's another thing where if if you're, I mean, it's entirely possible this team wins the division, goes to the playoffs, loses three games, and never has a lead in the ninth for him to protect. Right. And then you're like, you know what? We probably should have traded him. But if, I mean, now they're going to think, hey, we got this 17-year-old kid. Well, he hasn't graduated high school right. yet. And he actually hasn't started playing baseball, but he wants to. Uh, you know, that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. I mean, if they get like a 
one yeah, or two. Gonna, like if you're going to trade Craig Kimbrell at the uh, at the break, it's a guy who is yeah you, know, you expect is going to be in your rotation or your lineup next year. Yeah, but I said the same thing about you, Darvish. Now that work. You know what? The, if you Darvish, you know what, this team, you know what the Cubs really need is you Darvish. How about the fact that you know they just threw Victor in and Victor. I was so glad to see he got a 60-second standing ovation. As somebody pointed right. out on Twitter, like, how many of those fans think he was on the World Series team? Uh, Yay, Victor! We remember, I remember this guy. Sit down. 30, he wasn't that good. 35%. Yeah. That's just become the new norm, though. Like, that, like, any player who returns after a trade just gets a standing ovation, yeah. no matter what. Like, I remember the Hawks, <laughs> and I, I, I apologize to your listeners for always relating back things to the Hawks, but it's where I come from. Gave Artemi Panarin like the full video treatment. I'm like, he was here two years, and you never won a playoff series. Who cares? He's not. He wasn't on the Cup teams. Um, that's just standard standard issue now. You know, one of the weird things about the video tributes the Cubs do, you never can see them. They don't put yeah. them on. They don't tweet them out. They don't put it on nope. Cubs.com. They is it. Some kind of, uh, they don't want to pay MLB <laughs> the rights to the clips. <laughs> it's like somebody spent a lot of, some poor intern spent hours on this thing and they showed it in a half empty stadium for, so Kyle Schwarber could moon at it. And then we never get to see it. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see those. I'd kind of like to see them too. It's really weird. They gotta be somewhere. They gotta be somewhere on the website. You just gotta like dig. Yeah. Or maybe the Nationals put it on their website, you know, because it's their player. You know, honestly, who you could get for uh, Craig Kimbrell? Mm. You could get Glaber. <laughs> you could, you could probably Yankees get Glaber back. Like, remember, the, remember this kid that Theo said was going to get too big to play shortstop? He's too big to play shortstop. Play shortstop. Would you like him back? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's still okay. Can you do anything with this now? Would this help now? Um, but you know, or, you know what? You could probably trade him. To the South so and get Eloy back. Now, I don't know where the hell you're going to play Eloy. Well, he be, can't well, kill himself next year, but this uh, is, Eloy, might, Eloy might find him, come back from that. Well, he died because the, yes. the White Sox players told us he died, yep. and they hung his jersey up everywhere. They not only but hung the jersey up, they all signed it. Right. So, so when, he comes, when he comes back from the River Styx uh, in August or September, he might find that he doesn't actually have a job. He anywhere. very well might not. <laughs> he might not have a spot to play. He will not need a. Should he be returned to the Cubs, uh, he will not need a position next year because this is the end of the no DH in the National League. As well, it should be. Um, so there will be a there will be a spot for. Um, right, he could he could he could DH here, which he's going to need because he's clearly like he should probably should probably have already taken his glove away from him. It's now. not that he's a danger to himself in the field. I feel that he's a danger to others. <laughs> he is a danger to society whenever wearing a glove, and and he should. I mean, we all thought decide. I think that him getting stuck in the net last year was the was the worst <laughs> and most hilarious thing he'd ever do. But the fact that he somehow tore a peck jumping up for a ball that went. I don't know, 40 feet over his head. <laughs> he just gave it the look. I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm like tr- I can I'm catch really trying here in spring training. Yes. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't during a, a regular season game. This was spring training. And he, he got hurt a lot in the minors. Yes, he, he has did. a long track record of this weird, of these weird injuries. 
he might just be Jorge Soler. Except he's not as talented as Soler because when Soler was healthy, he was actually a decent defensive player. He was just never healthy. Um, eventually, couldn't move. Yep. So there will there will be a year down the road where Eloy does the Soler thing and hits forty five homers, and you're like, "Yep, there it is. There's the season I was always waiting for." And then that's it. He never plays more than one hundred and ten games. So that that could be all that, but we'll see. But we're not a White Sox podcast, Mr. Dolan. So we will and we shouldn't be because I time. can tell you that I have literally not watched them play this year. Well, you're missing out. They're fun in a lot of ways. I got my own. I got uh, my own fun team. I don't need that fun team. You have a fun team for now. That's for sure. That's right. So there's no reason. Um, so putting aside what the front office will do, the trades will make Craig Kimbrell and all that. How much stock does one Andy Dolan, Mr. Discipio, if you will, put in everything he's seen in the past month? Is it a complete mirage? Is it not a mirage at all or somewhere in between? Well, it's not a mirage. It's not a complete mirage. It might be a partial mirage. Um. I don't know how long you can survive when four of your starters can't. I mean, I know the bullpen is really good, but it would be really nice if we had, if they had the good bullpen and didn't need to get six innings out of it all the time. <laughs> that's that's yeah, very trouble. This, this is what the Rays do. I mean, you can do it. That's true. Um, um, but yeah, it would be nice if you had if you had more than one guy who wasn't an opener. Would be nice, right? Um, yes. <sighs> Now, if you Edward, told me that I was go never going to have to watch another Trevor Williams start, I would be really happy. Sadly, um, I can't tell you that. I don't think so either. Um, although I do think that he, um, and maybe this is just me hoping out loud. I don't. I, there will he will be DFA'd at some point during the season. Oh yeah, and I'm all I'm so. all for it. Still kind of hoping for Father's Day weekend. Um, <laughs> His well, dad will be see, in town. He can help him pack. It'll be fine. Right. I see my uh, my always rose-colored Cub fan friends already speculating about what it might take to pry Max Scherzer loose. What? They're like, okay, you go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead and do that. So the the thinking well, is the Ricketts will trade for someone as long as they don't have a commitment beyond this year. That they well, will allow wouldn't. Jed he, to go out and get somebody to pay him for two months. Well, he's a free agent. Even, and the Nationals suck very much. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen, those kind of deals never end up being as costly as you think. No, they do not. Um, you know, people always like Quintana. Quintana had all those years left on his Kenny contract, a very cheap number. That's why he was so expensive. Yep. Um, if I recall, Cole Hamels was nothing. No. It was... I don't, I don't even want to bother looking it up. It was... We don't remember who it is. That's how right. that's how good the haul was for the Rangers. They just didn't want to pay him for two months. Right. So, I mean, Scherzer would cost more than nothing, but he, I don't know that you'd have to worry about giving up any of the prospects that we know Cubs blogosphere likes to fap itself over. Um, what so you, it's an intriguing Ser- idea. I just can't see Sergio, it Sergio um, Alcantara for Max even up? Can they go for that? Oh. 
Patrick Wisdom for, no, for Scherzer and Strasburg. That's, no, that's ridiculous. The Cubs can't gut themselves. They can't gut their lineup. <laughs> just to have two guys. Just, you know, two stud starters. I mean, I got to be honest with you, sir. If if the Riggins did allow Jed to pick up a, a quality starter, doesn't have to be Scherzer, and I don't know what the list is, but a quality starter that, that would cost them really nothing and, and is a free agent that they can just let go. A, a, a pitching version of Castellanos, basically. But if they could add just one solid starter to this, you know, then I'd be like, oh, well, they're going to win this division. Yep. Like, And I, I don't even know that they'd have to struggle to do it. No, I don't think they would. Um, let me ask you, what, what do you think the plan for Azalai now? He's been as good as we could have hoped. Yeah. Um, little Homer happy, but who isn't? Um. I think they're at the point now where they have to decide. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you do this, but it's almost like they need to give him a mid-season break. Yeah. I, has anyone tried that before, I don't though? think anybody has. I can't remember Everybody anyone. does. Well, not everybody, but, you know, obviously the most prominent one was Strasburg, where the They just Nats shut him down. Pitched him the whole year and then said, all right, he can't pitch in the playoffs, which was just seemed like the dumbest possible strategy. Right. Like if you okay, you knew all year you were going to limit him. You couldn't have staggered his innings, so you could have used him now, ever. No? I mean, is there a way you could skip enough of his starts to get him through the whole year? You, you yeah, just say I mean, okay, I this time for the rotation. I mean, they honestly, you know, I they could give his starts to Keegan Thompson and Cole Stewart and get by right. with it. Um, the problem is, I don't, I don't know physically though if you can, if that actually works yeah because even if he's skipping a start it's not like he's going to hang out on the beach yeah he's still got to throw in between and then you're like well shit if he's gonna throw he might as well be pitching in games right yeah i don't i think the only way that it really would have worked would have been for them to have basically said all right um adbert your season doesn't start until july 1st right you're gonna do spring training in april and may and then we'll just bring you in. Now you can just, we can just pitch you like a normal starter for the rest of the season. But once you start the year with him, you start his clock. And I just, I don't think it's as simple as, well, we'll skip him a few times and that'll, I mean, you can keep his inning total down, but I don't know if you do anything to help keep the wear and tear off his arm. Mm. Other than handicapping yourself, because now you're pitching, he's, he's throwing all these pitches on a bullpen, be, you know, at noon right. instead of at 7.05. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm watching. I mean, do you they, think they uh, could just maybe just give him a towel and he just does towel drills for a couple of months? Right. I mean, Larry well, was in town the last couple of days. He could have shown him the finer points of the towel drill. We've seen how that works. I mean, that's my work because you know he doesn't he hasn't gone long, but they get they get five really good innings mm-hmm. out of him. Sometimes six, um, and you know if they lose that out of the rotation, and then they just have to go. As you said, Keegan Thompson or, or yeah, you or, can't the, if you're, you're if you're, they, those are three and four inning starts, and that's just going to be that's going to be a lot to overcome. Well, it wouldn't you be able to get you be able to get around it? Except you've already got you've already got forty percent of the time at least you've got short starts because you've got Zach Davies who you're afraid to use longer, and then Trevor who just can't. Okay, well, there's, the there's other... base runners all over the place, and you got to get his ass out of there. Well. What you, what any 
I don't know that any team would actually do this, but it will come up in the discussions is that what you would want to do is pick a pitcher to piggyback with him or pick a picture that he piggybacks. And you say, okay, look, he's not going to be able to start after July 15th or after the all-star break. We just can't, we can't do this to his arm. Yeah. So he's going to throw three innings, but we've got a guy who every five days is then going to come in and throw the next three innings. Yeah. Or you, you know, could do it backwards. You could, he could do it with right. Zach Davies. Right. He could do it with Zach Davies, but then you would need another starter. Yes. You know, that's why um, you got to trade from Mac Scherzer. I would think, right. I would think that when they were trying to map this out, they probably hoped it would, could be Braylon Marquez. Like, hey, we're going to just yeah. throw our two kids three innings each. The idea being there, because they were going to start Marquez at double A, so they're going to be aggressive. Right. That's the idea that, okay, by midseason, we think he'll be advanced enough to handle, you know, short starts in the big leagues, and then we'll be covered. Well, he hasn't even thrown a pitch in anger yet. He hasn't thrown a pitch yet, so. And there's still maybe time for that. You, they, you know, he can ramp up over the next six Right, weeks. it could be like the Justin Steele thing, where it actually works to their advantage that, Basically, they're doing with him inadvertently what we just suggested they could have done with Adbert, which is don't right. start a season until yeah. July. So maybe that's maybe there's like a handoff at midseason. Yeah, right. Here's now the playing the role of Adbert Elzele is Braylon Marquez. I mean, that's that's putting a lot on Braylon. From you know, we we see he's thrown one major league. Yes, inning, one right? very wild inning. Is all one very seen wild inning. Where it was so like, wow, like... he threw 101, and then he threw <laughs> nine balls in a row. He's a long way from um, being a part of a major league team, yeah. but. Just don't that, let him play catch with Dan Winkler because God that knows would have been people will plan. die. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions about this team, but they're all interesting. I um, mean, you know, they're all kind of fascinating um, how they're going to handle it because there's, there's a lot of cool answers to it. Well, you know, there was a guy who wrote an article right at the beginning of the season saying there's a lot to be excited about with this team. And it turns out, you know, darn it, he was right. Well, Is he handsome too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I, don't, I didn't read. It. I'm sure none of the things he was excited about are the things that actually happened. But it turns out there were things to get excited about. So I give him credit for that. And they may all turn out to be some things that you shouldn't have got excited about because they could lose ten in a row. No, I mean we've already. So the, uh, um, I was too young, and you were way too. You, I don't know if you were even around. I mean, maybe as I go, maybe you would have been in the U Darvish trade at this yeah, point. Would have been in the U Darvish trade. But the Cubs, the Cubs social media team put out that the Cubs had their their best May since 1977. Oh God! And it's like if you're a Cub historian, you do not want anything compared to the 1977 Cubs, who were like 55 and 30 at one point and finished below 500. 500. Yeah. Let's not compare this team because it could happen. We don't want to compare them to the it 77. It, it absolutely could happen. And Kyle Hendricks could go back to giving up for it. Yeah. So we're maybe. actually we're actually contemplating. We're going to have a special edition of Remember This Crap and at sometime in the next 10 days or so where we bring Frank Novon, who was who actually remembers the 77 Cubs, and have him walk us through that season where Manny Trio hit like 380 for three months, and Jerry Morales was like a triple crown threat and all this stuff, and then how it all went bad. Um, must have gone so bad. Yep. I remember as a, not as a kid, but like as a, I don't know, but seeing things like you watch WGN, they'd be like, well, the Cubs are off to their best starts in 77. And I would be like, well, what the hell happened in 77? I don't remember that. I'd never heard of that team. Right. And finally, you know, finding out, like probably just asking dad, he's like, oh yeah, no, 
it went very bad. The Cubs and Sox <laughs> were both really good for a while that year, and then no, no. And then it just went away. Yes. Just so, well, I don't. I. Uh, I think the I don't want to be considered between... overly optimistic, but I don't think I don't think. I oh, guess the, this team could finish under five hundred. They're only what nine games over now, ten games over. Ten, I think, right with the win today. Ten. That's no. still you. You could lose that. They I mean, that, be, that can go they, away they, on they you. They might be twelve over. They, I think they have the. I think they tied for the third best record in the league now. Which isn't saying much. Well, what still. is what does that mean? I mean, it's oh, they're only nine over. They're only not. I thought they were nine over. But they would it's have a, a terrible league. What would, does that mean? They'd have a five-game lead in the East, um, and they would be in uh, fourth place in the West. So, they're sure. That's the, the National League. League. That's the National League in a nutshell. The Mets are in first place in the East, and they would be uh, seven games out in the West, and they would be in. They'd be in fourth place. Um, but yeah, the other nice thing about it is, you know, the Nats are terrible. Awful. So they've got, they've got, they they would have a motivation, like you said, to get rid of a guy like Scherzer. Um, I don't know if there's anything on the Diamondbacks, the Rockies left to pick over. But, you know, like there's the Twins. They're dead. They will oh. have things that will need to give away. Uh, the Angels aren't doing anything, so I'm sure they could just, Cubs could borrow Shohei. Right. Why can't they do loan. like a? Why can't they do like a loan like they do in the Premier League? Soccer. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, it's the same deal. It. He's he, he's not going to play against the Angels, so you don't have to worry. You don't have to sit him in those games. He's not going to play him anyway if he comes to the Cubs. Well, that's what they. That's kind of what they did with Aroldis. Yeah. Basically, that was he was basically loaned to the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, that uh, was a, the worst kept wink wink secret with Aroldis. <laughs> right. Was. Like he they they tucked his. 2017 contract into his baggage when he left. Sign this in November. Everything will be fine. <laughs> yep. And the Cubs could do that uh, with Kimbrel. Sure they, they could. Do. I don't think they should. I mean, you know, he's an over 30 reliever. Like, why, why yeah. pay him? You've already, it's funny. People are like, he's only 32. It's like, yeah, that's young, but he's been a closer for he's, a long time. He's been time. around for a this long time. This is a lot of max effort innings out of that arm. And I'm I'm super impressed with how really how good he's been since about the sixth game of last year. This whole thing about he's so much better than last year. It's like, well, he was a disaster for he's like actually, for like five appearances, and then he was really good. And he's been he was pretty good, and he started doing the things we talked about. Where like, look, he he doesn't throw quite hard enough to be low in the zone like he used to be. Yep. But if he starts throwing high in the zone, he'll still be hard to catch up to. That's exactly. And now he's throwing hard enough where he can throw wherever he wants. Yep. I mean, he was at ninety eight, ninety nine last year or last last time he was out. Was that yesterday? Last night? Last night. Um, and he was unhittable. You know, and that in yeah, the that was game just, against the Padres. That was that, they had no chance. That was just goofy. Um, it's good to see. It was fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not since the yeah. days of uh, Aroldis, and then before that, uh, Joe Borowski. Have we had I mean, a lights I, out closer like Craig Kim? I, I know I, I told everyone I wasn't gonna watch and I didn't care, but you know my curiosity seems to get the best of me, and especially when the Padres are in town because at the moment that's a game between two of the only five good teams worth yeah. watching. Um, you have to tune in. <laughs> like even if I lived anywhere else, it wasn't coming. It's like oh, this is one of the few games that you know you kind of like 
would watch because it's not Cubs and Reds, you know, <laughs> or like uh, Marlins and whoever Pirates. Like it's actually two teams that can do something. So I feel like the Padres are a 2003 Marlins move away from. Like, you really gonna entrust that this good a team to Jace Tingler? Don't you at some point in like July just go Jace go away and you just grab some old guy off the street and Trader Jack? Yeah, and go. All right, here's a real you're a real manager. Just manage this team for really manage this team. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I the trend in baseball has been not to do that. No, the trend young. is to you have a guy like Jace Tingler because your front office is really making all the important calls. Right, they anyway. call down and say they don't want the old guy doing. who's going. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, well, back you know Casey Stengel used to do it this way. So this is how you don't want the White Sox. No, well, no, but it's it's working out for them so far. We'll we'll see what happens when they hit a losing streak, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that the sweep of the pot, you know, you and I joked about the sweep of the Dodgers. They're like, well, none of these were actual real games. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but they, they beat Kershaw and uh, the most fascinating man in baseball, but only had to play seven innings to do it. Which... Well, one of them went to extras, but that was only eight. Yeah. And then the one nine-inning game went to extras with the ghost runner and all that. Yeah. And he didn't have to face Cody Bellinger because he broke his leg. Or right, whatever. right. But still, uh, it turned like, out this... that that really was a – it wasn't just a, ha-ha, the Cubs caught a really good team at a bad moment. It was they caught him at a bad moment, and the Cubs are actually pretty good. But this we, didn't, sweep, that's, we didn't have the evidence of that yet. This sweep of the Padres, like this is – because not only did they sweep them, I mean, they kind of kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. And one day say, today, well, they didn't face Darvish or Snell, but honestly, you want to face Blake Snell – Right now, he's been bad. Blake um, Snell has always been a touch overrated because he had one Cy Young season. He's a good pitcher, maybe even pretty good. He's not you, Darvish. Um, and he only throws five or six innings. Like, like oh, well, you, you know, everyone's like, well, now you go to San Diego and he won't be in that rigid system where you can only five to six innings. It's like, eh, I don't know that you want him getting into yeah. the six and seven innings. There are some guys that are built for that, and he, yeah. maybe he was one of them. Um but you know this sweep of the Dodgers, like, well, this really feels like a thing. Like, like the Padres are a good team. I don't know how good they are, but they're a good team. They're certainly exciting. Um, you know, but that's like that's a real team, and like the Cubs basically dispatched. Um, and I'll be curious to see how the 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 four games against the Giants are. The Giants haven't been quite as good as they were earlier in the year, but they're still playing well. But if they can go in there. And win three or four, yeah, mm-hmm. even a split because they don't generally play very well. No, they don't. There, and I feel like that—that's been true our entire lives. Uh, they, San Francisco, no matter where they're playing, Candlestick, Oracle, out out on the Embarcadero, like just yeah. anywhere in San Francisco, they just don't. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe that's just no. I think it's right. They, they were they were famously they terrible be- in the Astrodome. And I feel yeah, like yeah. they were pretty much that way in Candlestick. They and, were famously terrible when they first opened that park. Because I remember, like, the 2007 team, the 2008 team, like, went there and, like, won a series. And they were like, this is the first time the Cubs have <laughs> ever won a series here. <laughs> and I feel like maybe in recent years, because the Giants have sucked. Yeah. Well, part of that in the early years may have been uh, 
when you give up eight home runs to Barry Bonds in three days, it makes it tough. <laughs> right. That tends to root, tends to, tends to, uh, what I remember about your results, the right field almost killed Jason Hayward in his first mm-hmm. year with the Cubs. He like, he kind of went skittering face first into the bricks. Right. And then they always said that was like the, the, uh, early on in the contract when the people were deluding themselves to think that maybe the Cubs could trade Hayward, San Francisco always came up. It's like, well, there's no way he's approving a trade there. He'll (laughs) die in right field. A, he'll never get a hit in that park, and B, he'll die trying to catch a fly ball. He's not going to San Francisco. (laughs) He's not going to San Francisco. Um, But yeah, if they can, this road trip, so it's San San Francisco and San Diego, then they come home for the Cardinals, who, again, don't have two of their starting five. Which is Uh, really terrible. I just feel so bad for them. I just feel so bad for them. So they can throw Martinez out there to throw his four perfect innings and then walk six guys in the fifth, as he always yes. does. The, the Carlos the Carlos Martinez uh, implosion inning is one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's, it's really great. It's really great for two things. A, he loses his shit, which is fun. But then B, Cardinal Twitter explodes because they hate him. They hate him. And, but they'll get their hopes up, like four innings into the game, that this is one of his good starts. And then when it goes to shit, it's like they can't – they can't handle the fact that it went to shit again. That's always enjoyable. Um, I also like the fact that the Cardinal bullpen can't. I mean, we talk about the Cubs pitchers struggling with control. The Cardinal bullpen literally can't help but walk everybody. Historically wild. Yes. I believe. It's great. So, but yeah, if they come out of this next week, this next stretch here, these 10 games, you know, with another impressive record, 7-3, 8-2, something like that, then I, you know what? It might just be time to buy in. It might just be time to, like, this team is good, favorites to win the division, and with one pit, with one starting pitcher might have a puncher's chance. So, because if you if you do it right, right, you win the division, well, you get to play the team out of the East because yeah. the Dodgers will have the best record. The two wild cards will come out of there. You know, maybe the Braves have a miraculous second half or whatever. But, yeah, you, okay, if you have to play the Mets, all right, well, you're going to have to get around those two Jacob DeGrom starts. That's... Got to figure that one out. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i very curious. Very curious. I, they, they've piqued my curiosity. And I, I want to say this. I want to be clear about this. I, I as, as angry as I was with ownership in the front office, I could never, I could never root against the, these players. No. I could never root against Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras and, Kyle Henry, like these guys have been too much fun to be fans of. So the fact that they're winning and and and, ha- and if it is their last season, they're going to make their last season worthwhile. Well, I you know that still makes me happy because I I can't I could never bring myself to wish no. that those guys had to slog through a season. I and just, for I me, that's know. the frustration was that they basically were just letting the last year of that core just go. Right, like, eh, they're just gonna. We're just gonna see gonna... what we can get for these guys. We don't and there, there is a charm that these guys clearly have said, "Well, fuck this. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna do this despite our bosses." Yeah, and Rizzo has said them... it. He, the other guys yeah. allude to it. Rizzo said, it. "And oh, Javi had a, a you know, well, for Javi said it too." I feel like for for Javi had a where he goes. He he commented on um, how impressed he was by the Padres infield and how expensive it is. Right. I mean, he's not really <laughs> hiding anything. He's like, see, they pay people there, and it's right. freaking San Diego. They don't have a pot to piss in, and they pay everybody. And I wouldn't want Eric Hosmer, really, at all. But um, And that might be what Anthony Rizzo becomes. 
Um, they're not that different in age. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the awkward discussion is if the Cubs get to the point where like, you know what, we can afford two of these guys. Rizzo's the odd man out. If you're yeah, doing it by well, value. Yeah, especially if he's going to have back problems. I mean, those don't well, get Well, he's the better. oldest. He plays the position that, theor- honestly, Chris Bryant can just play his position. <laughs> I mean, Javi um, can play his position one day um, when he gets too old for shortstop, yeah. if that ever happens. But Javi's played first and looked okay doing it. Um, Javi may play first left-handed. <laughs> he very well might. It was funny. Um, you know, he's he's famously left-handed and everything except for baseball. And he was, I don't know if he caught this, but uh, when Amir Garrett blew up again the other day, Javi was doing the jump shot thing from the, from the top of the dugout, and he was shooting his imaginary jump shots left-handed. Left-handed. Because that's just what he does. You know, my my I still believe, and I, that doesn't mean they shouldn't do it because it's incredibly fun and funny. But one day they're gonna let Javi do that thing where he comes up and bats left-handed. You know, it's a blowout, and Javi begs, "Let me go up and play left-handed." And he doesn't swing any less hard left-handed than he does right-handed. Yeah, he's blowing still his back. Good, and he's he's gonna pull an oblique muscle that'll keep him out for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's so blatantly gonna happen. But what what can you do? Yeah, because it's Javi's thing. Jose Canseco injury. Javi's thing is when a position player pitches against the Cubs, he's gonna bat left-handed against the position. Player. Yeah, and it is um, entertaining. I always wanted yeah. them to let you Darvish pitch an inning left-handed because he can. Because he can. He he throws on one of his off days. He throws a bullpen left-handed just for the hell of it. <laughs> and they said he's he would be a serviceable left-handed reliever. Just That's because how, he fe- he's bored and he feels like he has to do something. He can. He throw, apparently he can throw a fa- he can throw a ball left-handed like eighty-eight miles an hour. So he just does. That would make you a left-handed reliever in the majors. Yep. So, he's right, am, well, he's we, amphibious. He's amphibious. Well, we've uh, we've prattled on. Well, yeah, when we get to the U Darvish pitching left-handed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was fun. It's nice to uh, talk about this team when they're actually playing well. It's nice to talk about. It's nice to talk about Cubs when they're winning and when things seem to be going well, especially when it pisses off the ownership. You can't help but smile at the idea that with every win, you know Tom Ricketts is crinkling his brow or you know pounding the desk just a little harder. Yep. This was not what I wanted. You know, um, well, it's funny so, we have still and we've still not seen him, and you won't at the park. You know, Mister, I have my monogram shirt, and I walk around. I talk to the fans, and the ca- yeah. the TV cameras always follow me talking to fans. Well, so where is he? Where? Yeah. Well, that'll tell you everything you need to know about. Well, how happy he is with what's going. He'll on. be there when they clinch the division yeah. in the in the locker room. Yeah. He won't be in the stands, but he'll be in the locker room, ready to take all the interviews. And try and claim this was the plan all along. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're they've got the talking points already written up about it. I'm how, sure. Um, yeah. Whole 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 staff of PR people drafting it right now. It is well, ironic. A pleasure. That, it is ironic though that they're if they're in it late, the thing they're going to need to find is um, a top of the rotation starter when that's what they, they had. literally gave away. <laughs> they literally gave one away and now they're going to have to give up something sort of real to get it back. Yep. But in their mind they haven't had to pay that salary for you know months now. They're pretty happy. Yeah, they're delighted. All right. Well, thanks Sam. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure.
yep. enjoy this and uh, enjoy graduation or whatever it is you do, whatever <laughs> wherever it is you go. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, we will we will talk soon. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have herpes. 